Welcome everyone. This is Peter Chotti. Welcome to another episode of my Fearless Media podcast. And today I am joined by Saurabh Faroudi, who's the CEO and founder of Fan Control Football. Saurabh, good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Peter. And where are you? I'm in Temecula, California, just oh, north okay. of San Diego. Got you. Got well, just north of San Diego. I'm actually in San Diego, so welcome. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, could have done it in person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so Sorab, I'm fascinated by your story. I'm gonna go rapid fire. We're gonna take this in 30 minutes, and I have so many questions. So first of all, I'm a huge football guy. Uh, Minnesota Vikings—they break my heart every year, and so maybe I'll join fan-controlled football because that way I'll have some say in actually who's playing. But I've been getting deeper and deeper into the world of Web3 and NFTs in my latest episodes of Fearless Media Podcast. And as I was walking the dogs one day and listening to probably Real Vision, I heard you being interviewed and I was kind of blown away because, um, uh, first of all, one of the themes I talk about a lot is NFTs and communities and passion and passion fuels communities that really work. And I'm deeply involved in the music space and music has that kind of passion. So NFTs, I believe in music work really, really well. And similarly, when you talk about sports, there's such passion behind teams. So I totally see the idea here. And then the other piece of it, which I think will shock some people is that it combines the kind of like the virtual or the digital world in with the physical world. So there's that component, which is really quite remarkable, but I'm gonna go right into it. So fan-controlled football, which kind of blew my mind. Uh, what is it? It is a real-life version of Madden. It is a real league with real players on the field uh, playing high-quality pro football. We had Johnny Manziel and Josh Gordon play in the first season. You know, we had two guys that we sent up to the NFL after they played with us. So legitimate, really good football. But fans make every decision, including calling the plays in real time. So you, you, we can call through the mobile app or, uh, or integrate it into Twitch. Uh, fans draft the players that they want on their teams. Um, and we even let fans build the brand. So starting from scratch, from the ground up, fans named the teams. Uh, they design the logos. They, uh, they choose the uniforms. Uh, it really is like a creating your own franchise uh, as a fan and, and, and putting the power. Our motto is power to the fans. And that's what this is all about is putting the power uh, back in the hands of the fans. Well, maybe it's never been in the hands of the fans. So <laughs> putting the power in the hands of the fans where it probably should have been. So it's, it's really the ultimate version of fantasy football. Yeah, it really is. Okay. So I want to dig into all of those components because first of all, um, you mentioned Johnny Manziel and we'll get into players and how you find the players and how fans select them. But how did you attract somebody like a Johnny Manziel and some of the others who are names that people will recognize out there? Well, we went out with this concept. I mean, it's something I've been working on since 2015. Uh, we actually tested the model in the indoor football league back in 2017. We bought a new franchise in that league and tested a lot of these fan control components, including real-time play calling. So we had a lot of data, a lot of momentum coming out of that. And the first thing that we did was went out and got uh, some pretty influential team owners to join the league. So Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman were the first couple of guys uh, that we spoke to that were really interested in this, right? And, and they're, both those guys are really big in giving back to their communities, both really big in getting other players shots uh, at, at making the league, right? And so um, they were really interested in, in this concept. And then, you know, from a, from a technology standpoint, uh, you know, both of those guys have been out doing, doing a lot of stuff. So um, we then got introduced to Bob Mennery. 
Uh, and I don't know if you know Bob Mennery, Instagram uh, guy, uh, 3 million, 4 million followers, uh, big in sports. Uh, and he had a relationship with Johnny. So when, when we were talking to, to him about, uh, you know, who's the number one player you'd want to come play in this league? Uh, Johnny Menzel was honestly top of the list. Like that was one of the guys that we thought could be a really great fit. Uh, he's got the personality, you know, he, we, our, our league's all about entertainment, right? We are, again, high quality pro football on the field, but we don't take ourselves that seriously outside of the lines, right? Our goal is to really create entertaining content for fans to engage with. And Johnny's one of those guys that everybody wants to watch and, and, and hear from and see what he's going to do next. Um, and so uh, Bob helped us go get him. And so like you mentioned Richard Sherman as a team owner. So is he still a team owner in this oh, season? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So he's an actual, he continues on. So he's almost like a founding member of the team. Absolutely. Of your, of your team. Yep. yep. Very, okay. Very cool. Um, how do teams form? Let's start with that. Well, we, it's a single, uh, it's a single entity. So we own the league uh, and the league itself owns the majority of each of the teams. Um, but somebody like Richard Sherman, he's a part owner in the Glacier Boys. So him and Quavo, uh, they are own true equity in the Glacier Boys franchise, which is one of our first four original teams. We call them our OG teams. Um, you know, Marshawn Lynch uh, and Renee Montgomery and Miro are owners of the Beasts. Bob Mennery, I mentioned, is an owner of the Zappers. Um, so we created the first uh, iteration of this league was back in, uh, in February and March uh, last year. Uh, we had four teams. Uh, we played a six-week season, and each of those teams had these celebrity team owners um, to uh, to really bring in the first wave of fans, right? I mean, they, you know, when uh, when Richard and Marshawn go do something, people follow them, right? They've got diehard fans that want to be part of what they do, um, and so those were the kind of people we were going out to find in sports and media and entertainment uh, that uh, that we thought could move the needle. So, in those, and how many teams do you have now? We have eight season? now. Headed into season two, we have eight. Okay, so were those additional four teams also celebrity owners on those? Yeah, so those are the what we call our NFT teams. So those are our, the teams that are part of our book we call the Ballers Collective. So we okay. went out and actually partnered with four NFT communities. Um, so Board Ape Yacht Club, Gutter Cat Gang, uh, Knights of D-Gen, and then 888 and Steve Aoki. Um, and so they've got existing communities of fans that were already part of their projects. And then we let them come in and be kind of the first uh, fans uh, of, uh, of these four new teams, um, which has this really unique NFT component where uh, we call it an avatar. So it's basically like, you know, when you play Fortnite or any of these other mobile games, uh, you've got your avatar that you use as your kind of digital self in the game and you can skin them and, and do all sorts of fun things with them and they persist, right? They carry on uh, as you continue to play. Um, that's the, the, the mechanic that we're building in fan controlled football uh, for these four new teams. So we have avatars that are NFTs, um, that you own and you need one of those in order to make decisions for the four new teams in the league. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. So for the first four, the, the OGs, I could not become a, a fractional owner of any of those, correct? No, the four, the, correct. The OG teams are free to play. We could have 10 million fans of the OG teams I see. and you, you'd have as many fans as you want. The, the next four, the new four teams we've created, they're basically governed by NFTs. They're they're token gated, so you need it's it's like a it's a club membership, right? Yeah. You, you need so we have we have four that are you know uh, you have to pay to, to be part of, and we have four that are free to play, and and anybody can uh, can be part of. I see. And, and then is the goal ultimately to expand beyond that? 
Yeah. So, I mean, we want to be a 20 team league uh, here yeah. over the next uh, five years. We're actually going to be announcing uh, sometime in the next couple of months, uh, new sports uh, as well. So we're looking at, you know, basketball, baseball and cricket uh, where we think the platform can, can work and, and, and be uh, utilized. And our goal, you know, our games are one hour. So our goal is to kind of create short form interactive versions of traditional sports um, where we can create some, some really unique lean forward engaging mechanics uh, in the game where fans get a chance to actually uh, control, not control the outcome, but impact the outcome, right, on the field. So as a fan, look, you mentioned you're a Vikings fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. So it's been a rough 25 Ooh, years for me. Yeah. Um, so Drew Pearson, but, but, I still remember that. that <laughs> there you go. But even look, but even even, you know, the three Super Bowls we won in the 90s, you just heard me say, I say we, right? We won. I sat on the couch and watched. I didn't do I didn't do anything. Okay. Our our fans, they literally call the plays and drafted the players that are on the team. And so when they say we won, I mean they, they can mean that. Like they had an impact in what happened on the field in a in a in a really tangible way. Um, and we think that's a really powerful, like you mentioned, community. That's a really powerful driver and builder of of passion and community around the teams that, that we're creating. No, I, I completely see that. I, I, you know, in the sports world, again, there is such passion that's like natural passion. And so that's a great thing to leverage and harness just like on the music side. So in the first four, the OG teams, it's free to play. So non-owners, I could come on, I can be part of it and have fun and do all that. Right. Absolutely. And so you're monetizing essentially my participation in the traditional way, like you have sponsorships, advertising. Exactly right. Like that. With the, uh, the new four teams, you have, um, you mentioned like Bored Apes and others. So there's a, you can get the, be part of the Ballers Club. So I could pay, like buy an NFT, what gets me membership into one of those four additional teams. And then I have actual ownership. So I get a partial or fractional share of the revenues that are generated by those teams in the league. Is that right? I wish that were possible, but that would be a security. And then I'd go to jail. So okay. it is, it is governance mechanics. So you get to make all of the decisions for the teams. Yeah. Um, uh, just like the, the free to play version, except your voice is going to be count more because there is a limited number. There's 8,888 of each of these and if the ballers for each of these teams so it's and look we had tens of thousands of fans per team in the first season for our first four teams so we're really kind of bringing this back down to a much smaller community of people uh to play on these next four teams um but with that said we did equity crowdfunding campaigns on republic so we want fans to be true equity owners the only way to do that uh is to do it sec regulated um, so we went through the Republic uh, process. Uh, we, uh, we had about 2,500 fans. We capped out. Uh, there was a $1.2 million cap uh, when we did our first four campaigns. So we capped out. So we, you know, we sold out of, of, the, of the team equity for fans uh, for those first four, four OG teams. We're going to do that again for, for the teams headed into season two. So and you need a baller for these next four teams. You will need to own a baller in order to own equity in the team. So we're going to kind of gate that access as well. Okay. So right now, if I'm, if I join the ballers club for one of the four, one of the four, um, you know, subsequent teams, <laughs> not the OGs yeah. and the benefits that I get just with that is that I have more decision-making power. Is there anything else I get? 
Yeah, there's a lot more. So we've built in a lot of uh, utility into the ballers. So the ballers, if you think about it as a, as a football player, it's a football player avatar, helmet and shoes and gloves and shoulder pads and jersey, all, all, you know, all these kind of, there's like, I think 30 gear items, we call them uh, on the baller. When you mint your baller, they are randomized from a gear standpoint. Yeah. And some of the gear will come with really unique benefits and utility. And we've announced, I think, six of them so far. One of them uh, is a gold jersey. So if your baller gets minted and has a gold jersey, that that baller entitles you to a game-used autographed jersey for your team every season as long as you own the baller, right? We have another one that is a, a king's crown. If you got the king's crown, it's uh, VIP access to our game day venue in Atlanta, right? And you know, free. I mean, you paid for your baller, but the king's crown is now the VIP access. So we're building in a lot of this really unique kind of real-world benefits yeah. and utility into the nft which i mean quite frankly doesn't exist i think gary v uh v friends has some of that stuff built in for his conferences and things like that but there's not a whole lot right now everything i'm looking at in web3 is ones and zeros right yeah. it's true yeah. digital it's video games yeah we think there's this really unique world where physical and digital collide and i don't know about you but i mean metaverse is coming but we all still live in the real world if we're not going to actually live in the metaverse yeah um so we're really interested in how you can bring those two worlds together uh in a really unique way listen one of the reasons why i wanted to talk to you is i am like very like vehemently um a believer in this form of an nft you know this one where there's lasting ongoing benefits that come with it and the idea of bringing the experiential aspect of it so beyond the digital but the experiential irl stuff I absolutely agree. And, and again, sports and music to me is kind of, those are obvious areas where you have the passion of it. So then just to close the loop on that, I don't get equity ownership by buying the NFT itself, but I have an ability, there will be an ability to come onto the Republic platform buy an equity stake, which gets me then a piece of the overall league of a Correct. fractional ownership share in all the revenues that are generated from it. And ultimately, you're yes advertising sponsorship and merchandise of course but there's going to be um you know all kinds of ways to be able to monetize this thing so yeah digital so many digital opportunities look the other the thing that brought me into to blockchain nfts in the first place i'm a huge sports card collector myself yeah. the card the cardboard kind yeah and so i got really interested in blockchain simply for the, the digital collectible opportunity that I saw coming and we saw crypto kitties as kind of the first one that popped into mind. And then, you know, top shots turn NFTs on their head, right? I mean, it was the first kind of entry point for people that maybe didn't know what blockchain was or didn't know what NFTs were, but loved collectibles in the sports card world and, and were able to come in into that ecosystem. Um, and that's my hope, right? My hope is that we can be this onboarding mechanic um, for fans to maybe own their first NFT, right? And, and there's an opportunity um, where we can show them that these are more than just, you know, a right click and save JPEG. Like there is some real functionality, real utility. There's something really powerful about the technology uh, if you get under the hood a little bit. Um, and so that, that's, that's my goal is, is, to, is to figure out how we can make this accessible uh, for sports fans and, and something fun that they, that they enjoy. And you told me, I think you said there are 8,088 NFTs. 8,888. Okay. Yeah. How did you arrive at that number? So 888, uh, the angel number, it's, it's a number that's just taken off in the NFT world. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of, a lot of projects that are 8,888. Uh, and one of the guys that 
uh, we partnered with, uh, he's 888 is his, uh, is his name. He's a big uh, NFT and, and crypto influencer. So uh, that's and, how we got there. Okay. So if you start team number nine, how does that form? Do you get a, uh, like a celebrity owner who kind of starts that one and then you do the 8888 again? We would, so we would, so we're, we're, uh, we're controlling each of these seasons and the expansion pace, right? So our next season, we'll add either two or four more teams. So okay. we'll go up to, to 10 or 12. And then we'll go out and find, and hopefully, you know, fans, and actually it happened for us already. Some of our celebrity owners say, hey, my buddy loves this. You know, he'd love, he'd love to participate and be a team owner, right? So, so we'll go out and put those ownership groups together um, and then bring them uh, for fans. And then again, fans build these teams from the ground up. So they start with nothing except celebrity team ownership. And then the fans name the teams. It's all user generated. The fans, all of our logos are user generated. This is all fan submissions. Fans vote on the logo they want. Um, and, uh, and we go from there. So this is a, it's really about putting the power in the hands of the fans and, and letting them make those decisions. And when's the next season? Starts in April. It's April 16th uh, is the first game. We're building this just phenomenal. I was just there this weekend, this amazing venue in Atlanta uh, at Pullman Yards. Um, it's going to be kind of a, a blend of, you know, urban and graffiti and steel. It's in this old railway building uh, coupled with, you know, technology, helmet cameras and drones flying around and, you know, just, all sorts of things that, uh, you know, from the future um, combined with all of the things of the past. So we're, you, we're really excited about the new venue. And you guys are building the venue yourselves. We are. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's, it's, it's ready. I mean, uh, I, I've got pictures on, on Twitter. If you want to go check it out and uh, it's uh, it'll be here before you know it. Another uh, four weeks will be ready to roll. And it's a six week season, right? No, this is a nine week season. So we've got a seven week regular season uh, and then a playoff week. Uh, four four of the eight teams will make the playoffs and then a, a championship weekend. Is it the same thing as an NFL? It's one time per week, one game per week? Yes, one game per week. We play all four games on Saturdays. So we have, and our game, again, games are one hour. So we've got two, we'll have two early afternoon games and two evening, evening games on Saturdays. Uh, streamed on Twitch. Uh, we've got a deal with NBC. So NBC, LX, and Peacock. Uh, and then internationally on DAZN uh, in about 200 markets uh, around the world on DAZN. Yeah, I was going to ask you about television. It makes it seems to make sense to me completely beyond streaming on Twitch, uh, and obviously real dollars come in that way too. You know, it's pretty. Yeah, and NBC has been a great part. I mean, they're they've come to our tryouts. There, we actually have a show on tonight. Fans get a chance to pick uh, the last couple of guys that get invites to uh, to our camp uh, to, to to actually come uh, into the league. Um, so it's fans are making kind of the final cuts, if you will. Um, to give out contracts to have uh, guys come join the league, and uh, and that's streaming live on uh, on NBCLX and, and Peacock tonight um, for it's called the Road to the FCF. So for fans to get a chance to make those decisions. Okay, so fascinating. So it's kind of like the combine. It's like um, they're actually showing these these possible players, those, these potential players. They're showing how they perform, like what they do, what they're capable of, and. So you're actually watching them on the field doing their thing. And so yep. you're, you're scouting them essentially. That's correct. It's a, it's, it's fan scout fans make the decision and it's a, look in our league, it's as much about what they can do on the field as who they are off the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the connection from, for our players and our fans is real. A lot of our guys, you think about a 21 year old guy coming out of college uh, who played football. He's a content creator. He's active on social. They're gamers. They're, most of them are interested in NFTs and Web3 and what's happening in that space. So for us, it's about giving the players a platform, right? If you think about Twitch, when our guys come home after practice, 
we, we're, we're helping them learn how to build audience and connect with fans on social and stream games on Twitch and, and, and build a community for themselves personally. Um, Cause there's value to that after the game of football, right? Football doesn't last long. The average career in, in football is three and a half years. Yeah. Um, so if we can give these guys a chance to connect to fans and build an audience, uh, we think that's really powerful for us as we continue to grow as a league. I'm going to go really rapid fire. Cause we don't have that much time. Okay. But, okay. So you find your players, you had some like Johnny Manziel types who were like celebrity players, right? So you identified some of the, the OG owners identified a few people and that kind of like seeded the players. I looked at your site. It looks like anybody can essentially apply to, to try out. But if you get you know, thousands and thousands of people who apply, which I'm sure you do, how do you pare it down? Uh, well, my co-founder played in the NFL. Uh, we've got great coaches in our, in our, uh, in our team. We've got a couple of Super Bowl rings between our coaches. Um, so these, these guys are legit. So we had about 160 guys show up to our last tryout in Atlanta, 70 wide receivers. Um, okay. So they, so people who apply, actually, they have to bring oh, themselves out physical to physical tryout. Okay. Correct. Yep. Okay. Got you. So then they, they pare it down. Yeah, these, um, you know, these pros essentially pare it down to the guys they believe could be, you know, they're, they're worthy. Right. And then, then it's brought to the fans to then fans. Decide. So, yeah. So basically we're, we, we need about 150 guys coming into season two. Uh, we're going to make the decision on about 147 of them. Fans get to decide the last three that, that, that get into the fold. And then when we get the Wednesday before uh, our first game uh, on April 16th, we do a live draft and fans literally get to draft the players that they want onto their team. Just like the NFL draft, except fans vote on the guy that comes down the, down the stage and puts the cap on. Right. Um, so that, that's a, a lot of fun. So we've got, you know, players reporting to camp in about two weeks. Uh, fans will get a chance to watch these guys, learn who they are. You know, we'll put scouting reports out and, and all sorts of things for fans to really dive in um, and get to know who these players are. Um, and then we'll go into the draft and let fans make those decisions. Very, very, very cool. Okay, so I want to get into controlling the plays a little bit uh, because you have a tech platform that you guys have developed yourselves in terms of the real-time decision-making. Correct, developed okay. and patented, yeah. Ah, good for you, that's awesome. Okay, so they're one-hour games. The clock never stops, so it's just rolling time. So it's always going to be an hour. It's constant action. It's seven players on each side. Correct. It, you start at the 50, it's a 50 yard field. Yep. There's start at no, the 10. Okay. You start at the 10. There's no kicking or special teams. Correct. So it's only touchdowns. Touchdowns and our extra point is actually a one-on-one -on -one battle between the wide receiver and the defensive back. The quarterback has three seconds to throw the ball. So we've turned a very boring play into one of the most exciting plays in sports. I mean, it, our extra points are freaking awesome to watch. They're so fun. Uh, okay. So. Who designs the plays? Tell, tell us just about the, the plays themselves and the decision-making, the real-time decision-making by the fans. Yeah, look, the, 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 this is no different. I would say the fans are the offensive coordinator looking at the call sheet. So what we've designed, our players practice these plays all throughout the week, and those plays are fed into our system. Uh, the system pulls out two diagram runs and four diagram passes. Uh, based on situation. So if, if you see that coach on the sideline looking at his call sheet and scanning what he's doing, what he's doing is he's got buckets of plays on that call sheet based on the situation. Um, our system is putting that 
out for fans and saying, okay, it's third and one from the 22 yard line. Here are the plays that a coach would normally call from. Hey fans pick from these four, you know, these six diagram plays, you got two runs and four passes. Fans have 15 seconds to lock in their vote. Um, and then we, because we built the league and we control the clock, the play clock doesn't start on the field until the fans play clock has ended. Right. Yeah. So fans have 15 seconds and then the players have basically 10 seconds to get out and run the play. Uh, we're running plays in an average of about 23 seconds, something like that, um, which is faster than most NFL teams run plays uh, during the season. How do they get um, the, so how do the players get the call in that? Short they get it in, in, into their, into their ear. Okay, so it, do. it comes down, it comes down to coach and, and coach relays the, the play in. So it's all real time on an iPad and, and comes into the, into the team. Okay, got you. And who does so? Who designed the plays in the first place? Uh, we've got a head coach, um, okay. John Jinks, uh, that uh, that puts the whole you know offense on, and uh, and these are a lot of his plays. Him and, and Sean Liotta are are two two coaches that have been doing this for a long time that that built out the offense. Got you. So they they designed it's human designed plays, but right. the your your data essentially based on the situation determines which options are available for the fans to vote on. Exactly. And okay. So there are four passes. So it's obviously very pass heavy, which is fun to watch Yep. on offense, four passes, two runs. How about on defense? Fans are currently not calling anything on defense. Uh, our game and most indoor games, if the seven on seven and eight on eight games are pretty reactionary on defense. Uh, so you, you call typical coverages, uh, but there's some restrictions because you only have three offensive linemen. It's much easier for the defense to get to the quarterback. Um, so there's a little bit of restrictions that are placed on the defense from a blitz standpoint and things like that. Um, that uh, we don't want to overcomplicate things for fans. So, you know, we, we let them call offense and honestly you need a break. I mean, calling offense is intense uh, when you're calling plays. I mean, you are in it and you're locked and you can't, when you feel, when your play yeah. gets chosen, I mean, it doesn't matter if 10,000 other people call that play. You're like, oh my God, this is what I wanted. And you, you, you get the feedback and you know what's coming and you know that it's your play. So you feel like you made it happen on the field. It is a really, really special connection to the game. Very cool. Um, how much does it cost to be a baller right now? Uh, ballers are uh, 0.0888 ETH. Uh, so 250-ish dollars uh, to buy a baller. Okay, 250 And... And then who are your investors? So we raised a seed round of capital from Lightspeed Ventures and Verizon Ventures uh, back in June of 2020 uh, to put on the first season. And then coming out of that first season, uh, we raised uh, a $40 million round uh, led by Animoca Brands, Delphi Digital, Gemini, uh, and a bunch of other uh, groups from uh, the, the Web3 space um, to go continue to, to build and iterate on the product. Good for you. Uh, good for you. Thank Congratulations you. on that. And then, okay, it's a nine-week season this year. For the rest of the year then, because it's a community, there's just, you're in a community. So you're bantering, you're doing all kinds of things. And if you're an NFT owner, you have ideas that you can bring to the community that they vote on. So it could be, again, exactly. it could be merchandising. It could be other monetizing kinds of things, right? Exactly. And we're also building a baller's video game. So the idea is that you'll be able to bring your baller into a a FCF video game as well. Yeah. And our goal is to let you basically use it in the real league and use it in the digital league, right? And then that's kind of our long-term vision is if you think about traditional sports right now and traditional sports leagues, 
they've licensed all of their digital properties out to third parties, right? EA Sports, Take-Two oh, Interactive, right. Dapper Labs, like it is all owned by third parties. Our goal is to build sports that is all in one. The entire ecosystem is built under one umbrella. And so as a fan, you're, you're, you're constantly taking your profile, your digital self, and, you're, and it, and it uh, has a, you know, persistence in the physical and digital world. And we think that's a, a really powerful idea moving forward uh, that Web3 enables. Yeah. And I want to be one of the things that uh, you mentioned that's really important for everybody out there to understand is that while it's fan controlled football right now, it's fan controlled. So it's going to be getting into the other sports that you mentioned. So I'm going to end it with that, Saurabh, but I think it's very cool. Um, of all the NFT projects, do you, do you consider this an NFT project? What do you consider it? Uh, I can consider us uh, a sports and entertainment platform. Uh, we're really focused on the future of, uh, of sports and entertainment. And look, Web3 to us is a technology, right? I mean, it's just like we're using drones and helmet cameras and telemetry and, you know, all of the things that go into to, to making this a really fun, engaging, you know, football league. Web3 is one of those things that I'm fascinated by. I think it's going to continue to get more and more prevalent uh, in, in, in the world. Um, so we're, we're leveraging it. We think it's great. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of uh, good things that happen. There's a community out there that hates NFTs and is worried about the environment and things like that. This happens with every new cycle of every new technology ever. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll get through it. Um, and, uh, and I think everybody coming out the other side will really be excited about, uh, about the applications. And you know, we want to be first, first movers and adopters in, in some of this stuff. Listen, you're, you're essentially bringing fantasy football to life, um, bringing, you know, John Madden football to life. You're, you're, you're tying it all together in um, like, it's the true metaverse, right? Because it's the virtual, yeah. the in real life. It's like, that's the Holy grail of all of it. So again, of all the different, and I, I, I agree. I don't consider this to be an NFT project. I consider this to, uh, I, I like the way you described it. It's a new form of entertainment, a new entertainment platform, sports-based entertainment platform. And like I said, I heard about it. I thought it was really cool. That's why I wanted you to, to be on this show and to explain it to everybody. So congratulations on everything. I'm going to check it out for sure. And I urge everybody else out there because I think that you're really onto something here. Well, thank you, Peter. Well, it's fcf.io and uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter, S-O-H-R-O-B-F. Uh, and um, my DMs are always open if you got questions. Very cool. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for joining. Thanks, Peter. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a good one.